Good evening. The state's supply of electricity is facing its biggest test with the pending shutdown of our third largest power station. The giant Liddell generator in the Hunter Valley will be offline within days, increasing fears of higher prices and power shortages. Liddell, the heart of Hunter coal country, 52 years old and described to us by an insider as decayed, well beyond its technical prime and dangerous. From next Monday, this once mighty power plant becomes powerless. Decommissioned and knocked down, driving down that highway isn't going to be the same as what it has been. Closing a coal-fired power station and investing in solar and wind is not replacing oranges with oranges. Fresh supply expected from Snowy Hydro 2.0 has been delayed too. So, can 10% of the state's energy provided by Liddell's coal be replaced by renewables in 2023? We need to accommodate new coal plant closures literally every year now through for the next decade. So, Liddell is just the first cab off the rank. Next is Origin Energy's Araring plant, our biggest. In tandem with Liddell, its 2025 closure is expected to squeeze the energy market. Origin Energy has 4.5 million customers in New South Wales and they're obligated to provide reliable energy to their customers in any event. Supporters of renewables acknowledge they will struggle on days of peak demand, so if more gas is needed and gas prices remain high, energy bills could spike as when Victoria's Hazelwood was decommissioned in 2017. But that was sudden. AGL announced Liddell's closure seven years ago. Redundancy provisions have been put in place to ensure that the lights stay on. So we're confident. When Liddell finally exits the grid late next week, it marks the end of coal here, but not the end of energy production. It will be replaced with a low carbon site. Batteries, solar, wind. Robert Ovadia, Seven News. Five teenage girls are in serious trouble with police and their parents after allegedly leading officers on a high-speed chase through Western Sydney in a stolen car before crashing into a truck. The father of one of the girls telling Seven News he's disappointed and concerned about his daughter's behaviour. The mangled wreck of a stolen SUV, a joyride, gone wrong. It was just before midnight at Eastern Creek when police attempted to stop the Toyota on the Great Western Highway. The driver allegedly took off and a pursuit began, minutes later slamming into the back of a semi-trailer. The five occupants running into nearby bushland before being chased down by the dog squad and arrested. All five teenage girls, the youngest just 13. Nothing, no comment. Are you concerned by her behaviour? Oh yeah, I'm concerned by her behaviour. Today, the four passengers aged between 13 and 15 were handed a youth caution and released to their parents. Are you disappointed? Yeah, I'm disappointed. Wouldn't you be disappointed if your kid was in cars? Taking off with friends, doing silly things. The girl allegedly behind the wheel has been charged with driving recklessly and failing to stop during a police pursuit, driving a stolen car, never holding a licence and breach of bail. The 17-year-old driver was taken to Westmead Hospital for treatment after being bitten by a police dog during her arrest. She remains under police guard and faced a bedside court hearing this afternoon. Once released from hospital, the teenager will remain in custody before her next court date in June. Taylor Aiken, 7 News. A car smashed through fences and hit a home in Sydney southwest this afternoon. It happened around 3.30 in Abbotsbury. The car coming to a stop and landing on its side. 
The 59-year-old man behind the wheel had to be cut free by firefighters. He was then taken to Liverpool Hospital with minor injuries. It's understood at least one other vehicle was also damaged during the crash. Four days after his paramedic son was killed in south-west Sydney, Jeff Toger's grief has turned to anger and a personal crusade for tougher law and order. Tom Saker is at Campbelltown for us tonight. Tom, what does he want? Well, Mark, Jeff Tuffer wants a life sentence for anyone that murders a worker in the line of duty. His son, Stephen, had just got his dream job as a paramedic before he was stabbed to death in the back of an ambulance here in Campbelltown on Friday. His father is calling for changes, which he once named Stephen's Law, saying if these sentences make a potential psychopath think twice, then somebody gets to go home to their family and kiss their kids goodnight. Now, the Premier, Chris Minns, has already responded positively to that emotional plea. Take a listen. I've instructed the Attorney-General and his department as well as Department of Premier and Cabinet to look at potential changes to the law. A GoFundMe page for Stephen's expectant wife has already raised almost half a million dollars while here at the scene. The floral tributes are growing just metres from where Stephen was killed. Mark? Tom Sacred, Campbelltown. Thank you. We have developing news now involving an incredible rescue mission off Australia. These pictures just in show Indonesian fishermen who have survived six days washed up on a tiny island off the remote coast of Western Australia. Eleven people have survived without food and water, but nine fishermen have died. Two vessels were caught in the Category 5 cyclone that hit the region last week, sending them well off course. One sank, the other washed ashore. This group was rescued yesterday and is now on the mainland receiving medical help.